0: Welcome to Addicted to Triathlon, whether you've been doing triathlons for years or you want to do your first one and don't know how to start, listen to our podcast, read our articles, check out our videos, and ask us questions. We would love to be a part of your journey and become addicted to triathlon.
1: Welcome to Addicted to Triathlon, episode six. What are we going to talk about, Kate? Stress. What about stress? Stress,
0: trying to do these triathlons.
1: Doing triathlons is stressful?
0: (laughs) Stress of this crazy, crazy world, and then trying to do this crazy, crazy thing of triathlons. Trying to balance our lives, our crazy lives. So there's
1: other things besides being stressed from doing the workouts? For sure. Okay, like what?
0: trying to find trying to find um the best steak trying
1: to find the best <laughs> steak that's stressful
0: yeah or what kind of margarita you want to have
1: that's stressful yeah okay well you and I find <laughs> stressful is different i guess that's normal though because some people two of the same people can yeah have the same situation and one will be all stressed out about it and one will not so have we had any stress this week? Uh, you have. No, oh, yeah. I'd work, crazy work week. Right, so that's one thing you can have is stress at work, which falls under, what's that, emotional? Yeah. Mental fatigue.
0: Um, what else this week? We've had sinus problems.
1: Physical stress. Okay. So when we came back from Redding, California, we had stress, stress. traveling So that can be stress, and I came back with an illness.
0: Did we talk about going in the lake last weekend? No. When we went to the lake, that was stress because, we can talk about that later, but that was stressful because, you know, it's scary. You don't know if something's going to get your feet.
1: Like the crocodiles that are (laughs) in the lake that you keep saying are in the lake? Yeah. Okay. And the fish? The fish that are going to nibble on you? At your toes. Remember that? Or Remember when you were pro- w- walking down the little ladder into the yeah?
0: And I said, "Oh, look at the two fish right around you." <laughs> well, I creaked out because the the um what's the green stuff like algae? Uh, the algae was sticking on me, and I thought it was a fish sucking on my arm. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think it was. Yeah, some kind of yeah. I think it was algae, but it was not. No, it wasn't algae. It was like some plant. It was a
0: plant, a long stringy plant. Yeah,
1: nobody stuck, on not you? You thought I was fish. Yeah, that was funny, but that was stress. That was for you, not yeah. me. That was funny for me. <laughs> yeah. So, what other stress is there? Oh, yeah, we. So, we mentioned a little bit about illness. So, when we did come back from our trip to Reading, I had to go see the doctor because my allergies were really bad and got into my lungs.
0: Yeah the the California IA, I- um, the California IA sinus.
1: Problems,
0: I A California, I A
1: California, I A.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) That's what you meant,
0: California, I A.
1: Okay, so that um, Uh and that's something that, and when you're doing your workout schedule, you can be congested up in your head and continue to work out, but once it gets in your lungs, you Uh need to stop. Yeah. Um, So don't stress about stopping either, because some people stress out because (laughs) they had to stop their workout.
0: I'd I mean, It's better to stop your workout instead of stopping when you're racing. I mean, dealing with the emotion and training yourself to be
1: physical with it. that you can't breathe. Because when we did our triathlon after that, our last one, I still had the effects of the respiratory mm-hmm. problem because I noticed when I looked at my heart rate during the race, even in the swim it shot up to 165 Mm. and it was at 165 the whole time wow which is my upper end of my um it's at my lactic acid threshold yeah so even in the swim i usually don't have it that high in the swim it was that high in the bike my bike's not usually that high it's just my he's
0: trying to hurry and beat me that's what it was
1: i was i was but my body couldn't handle it so no and then you pass me like we said so what other things? Uh, death in the family, that's yeah. definitely a stressor.
0: A, a job change or a job promotion, even an exciting job promotion.
1: Because, yeah, you could be working extra hours, yeah. the new job.
0: Learning something new.
1: Yeah, that can be stressful. Yeah. Loss of a job, that's definitely stressful. So these things all contribute to stress. Mm-hmm. And then we also had with you... We found out um, Caitlin wasn't eating enough for her workouts. When um, she was swimming one day, and she I already forgot you, you be felt Ill. you felt ill and you were going to throw up. Oh yeah,
0: so I can't figure out it was just not not eating enough, or or the Are you the of you? the water, You're drinking the chlorine. I probably was drinking a lot of chlorine. I think. A drink a lot,
1: so we had to work on that so that she wouldn't drink the pool water <laughs> and breathe properly and yeah. learn how to just get it out um, when it sloshes in her mouth.
0: And also, yeah, yeah, when you're not breathing properly, you're probably kicking too much as well. So, I mean, I was practicing not kicking, but so that brought on something that, was off that brought on stress. So, as a side note, the but it uh, didn't happen till the
1: end. No, yeah, and then it affected your next workout.
0: Yeah, then I was like um, nervous and stressing because I was expecting to throw up again <laughs> in the pool.
1: So then what we figured out actually was going on was she, she was following her, her calories with her app. Yeah. And she was eating enough calories but wasn't taking into account the calories she was burning so wow. instead of just having a five hundred calorie deficit, she only had five hundred calories total
0: no it wasn't total
1: yeah, after you well seven hundred total after you took yeah. your um your what was it twenty two hundred calories you ate minus your
0: yeah, I had like five thousand or three three thousand or two thousand I was under for the week
1: yeah, but for now but for the day you were. You were only a net calorie intake of seven hundred, yeah. Which you were on a plan of nineteen hundred, I think, is what it was. Yeah. So if you don't, if you do that, you don't fuel yourself. You're gonna
0: because basically in my workouts, like our weekend workouts, the big weekend, we burn like a um, thousand to fifteen hundred. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then in the week, I burn. 500 to 600.
1: Yep. I don't know what We, you we had one, do. you did 1,000. That's what, I think that's what, we, we had a hard workout one day. Mm-hmm. I think we were doing track repeats. Yeah. So that was uh, a killer.
0: It just adds up.
1: So she was underfueled, which added to her stress. So then I had to cancel her workout the next day, which added to more stress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you're like, I need to make it up, I need to make it up. So with the workouts that we do, we have a set plan, but we can adjust based off of how the athlete was feeling. In this case, Caitlin, she was stressed, which adds to you might as well think of it as as taking calories away when you're stressed out.
0: Yeah, you feel your heart, your heart going faster. So you're burning more
1: could be burning more, but it it just takes away from you your... um,
0: Makes you more tired.
1: Yeah, that's definitely true.
0: It makes you more short of breath because you're breathing a little heavier.
1: So once once we figured that out, we adjusted your eating, so at the most you would only have would be a 500-calorie deficit because you're still wanting to lose weight. Yeah. And that's at the most, so we increased your protein.
0: Basically, when you're trying to work out, when you're working out that much you just kind of don't really have to try to lose weight you just burn enough calories it will burn it yeah. itself. as long as you're not having a bunch of cake and pizza every single day or right. bad stuff
1: so we we got good calories we got you um some protein powder so you had so you would make Maybe. smoothies and you added a little bit of fat mct oil to it
0: blueberries so little banana but some nut butter
1: yeah, so that, that will help increase the calories on those days when she needs to fuel for her workout that she's going to have that day.
0: Well, it's not so heavy in your stomach.
1: Right. And um, also on your morning swims when you go out early, now you have to wake up a little bit earlier so you can get some food in you. Before you were in the mornings, you were working out without eating anything. Yeah. So now she's eating something. So um, she'll have something in her system that'll be digesting, something that's easily digested.
0: So when you're going to eat training even more for like a full Ironman, who
1: Yeah, you better be eating. You're going
0: to be eating all the time.
1: Right. And you're only halfway through your <laughs> training. So <laughs> I think we need to buy a couple cows and put them in the backyard <laughs> Yeah. so you can eat yeah, we also found out you weren't eating enough protein, so that adds to the stress. Good. Yeah,
0: basically the protein and the fat. I was eating enough carbs, but...
1: Right, which was supposedly supposed to be fueling you during your workout, but you were such a deficit.
0: The protein probably sticks more with
1: you. Well, plus it helps heal your muscles. So If you don't have it, you're, yeah. not, you're not recovering. Yeah. Okay, another one is injuries. So injuries, setbacks depending on the kind of injury you have, Uh, I actually had an injury, I was racing the kids on the track, and I ruptured my patellar tendon, that's the tendon underneath your kneecap that uh, connects your kneecap to your leg on the bottom part, and had to go to the doctor and get that repaired, the, I had to do rehab on that, Where I would go running in the pool, and then eventually running in the treadmill, and then finally able to run. So those kind of injuries that you have, obviously you have to change your
0: training. So like most people would like just quit, but
1: right, you know, they have to.
0: Now makes you feel better, right?
1: Yes, especially being able to walk, and then eventually run in the pool, and then start up back on the treadmill. I had to wear a brace for a while
0: on mm-hmm.
1: um, the metal brace so that my knee wouldn't go wonky. But um, but yeah, so you do some rehab and get it get it going again. Um, other kind of injuries, you had your heel. Your Achilles heel was hurting.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was tight.
1: It was tight. But when you started running in the mountains...
0: Yeah, it was better.
1: Because you sought to work it.
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think when it was tight we were running up like some little stupid little hills here, mm-hmm. and it just overuse. But like the the mountains, your dad said, like it's it's your ankle moves moves different because it's not flat. Yeah, it's not paved, right? So it's moving different ways and working and
1: Before we had plantar fasciitis, so we had to change up our run so that we wouldn't have uh, plantar fasciitis. For a long time Because that that hurts yeah, uh let's see, so just so kind of physical yeah, that, things um it can disrupt disrupts you it's set back, yeah, you know. so what else you have there?
0: ah, uh, just the injuries just yeah, just set a bet, okay and then and then you get worried about injuring it again, so you're stressing, trying to trying to baby it,
1: yeah. But one of the main things is when you're stressed out, you need to think of it as a workout because the stress, um, your body doesn't really know the stress of being stressed emotionally or equally.
0: Or even, I'll have to say, uh, like during a woman's monthly menstruation period time, your body's working, you're stressed out, you're hot, you're in pain you're tired that's a stress
1: right yeah any, any of that thing any of those things that um help that works on your body where your body is trying to repair itself and and especially the mental fatigue that you get mm-hmm. Yeah, those are things that you need to consider do i need to work out today if it's a mental type of fatigue where a workout would help you then by all means do that but, if you are, go too hard, if you are so fatigued mentally that uh, you just don't feel like it,
0: well, like when I had a when I was in school before I needed it helped to go swimming, like the deep breathing, trying to breathe in, breathe out, swimming with the water. that really, really, really helps with anxiety and
1: right. But you were not swimming a thousand. I'm not yours,
0: but I mean, Just if someone's just doing a little sprint, Uh um, just a little sprint triathlon practicing, the swimming part, it helps.
1: Right. So you can really, really helps. You can pair back your what workout you're going to do. We've adjusted Caitlin's workouts a little bit when she's stressed out, just to make sure if she is going to work out that it's not going to put her over the top where her body is just not going to be in a position to repair itself properly. Or be able to absorb any kind of training, so working with a coach or working with some other person in the triathlon community to hear what what they have done in the past about those kind of situations will help. And there are just some things where you're just gonna say, "Not today, I'm not gonna go today." Yeah, because one thing that can happen is you can get injured in those times because you're you're, triathlon, you're
0: fatigued already.
1: Yeah, your body's already stressed, and they and then you're going to push your body more and stress it out more.
0: You're breathing heavier,
1: yeah. Uh, You can also do some kind of mental training. One of the things that we've done in the past is when you've had a workout where you're actually feeling good and okay, like it's raining outside. Kaylin likes to run in thunderstorms.
0: Oh, it's the best. It is so... It's relapsing.
1: (laughs) I highly... uh, I do not encourage running in thunderstorms. I'm
0: sure if you ask other people.
1: So she's run in the rain before and run in really cold temperatures because you never know when you're actually going to be in a race that that kind of practice... Or the heat. Yeah, or the heat. That that kind of practice will actually, you can revert back to it when you're in the race. So remember that one you were actually doing a half marathon. It was cold and rainy. Yes. And the kids and I were just freezing. It was so much fun. And you thought it was fun because you've practiced running in the cold brain before.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, your adrenaline is pumping.
1: And do you remember you slipped and you fell and your knee was bleeding?
0: Yeah, I it, didn't feel it.
1: And you didn't even notice it? No. It w- you ran by us and like, your knee's bleeding.
0: I'm like, what? I didn't even, I seriously didn't even feel it.
1: So there's other types of... Um, if you're ever going to do a long distance like half marathon or
0: uh, Ironman, people doing half Ironman and full Ironman, uh, they have a bunch of blood all over them, and they finish. Yeah, some the- of the bike crashes. Yeah, oh, yeah. We've seen they finish the race.
1: So you have to practice um, some kind of mental training. You have
0: to practice crashing and hurting yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hopefully, not that far. But if it happens, then. You know, chalk it up mental as toughness. That's right.
0: Endurance, endure.
1: So, what <laughs> if you practice a lot of these things enough, especially when you're practicing long distances, three-hour runs, three-hour bike rides, um, you get you get a mental toughness that um, you actually get used to. Like when I did my half Ironman in um, Texas, Galveston, Texas. I actually started cramping on the bike of the last 10 miles of the 56-mile bike ride. And I came into transition. I was wiped out. And I remember just going to the porta potty and putting my head on the porta potty and going, what am I doing? And then the mental toughness kicked in. And it's like, well, it's only 13.1 miles. You can try to walk it or shuffle, walk, and run. And I ended up finishing it. So, I mean,
0: yeah. Doing these triathlons, it helps with endure other stuff. Your regular life. It's like, well, I fell off the bike and crashed, and so this is this little thing in life is not as bad as this other thing.
1: Well, that reminds me, we need to do flat practices. So we're gonna take you out twenty miles uh, out and give you a flat on your bike, and then you said you would quit <laughs> if you got a flat. I would. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah. We're going to practice it. One of the things that we do is...
0: But not in the heat.
1: No, we'll, we'll wait till late or mid-September because yeah. that'll be when you start, when you're really doing your long rides. So training stress, training stress is something, that's what you're trying to do to your body, right? Yeah.
0: We're trying to you're make... Rip, we- you're ripping your muscles and, 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 and then they heal, then they rip again.
1: Because you're trying to get a increased... It's going to increase your stamina.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And you're looking for a sport-specific gain out of it.
0: And your core is going to get stronger.
1: Yeah, so you, you will get stronger and stronger and stronger. So when we start off a triathlon training, we start off um, doing base work, which is just... You're just going to go out. You're going to have fun. And it's just a set time. Yeah. You can go out and go. So if you're starting completely at the beginning, we talked about go ride your bike 15 to 30 minutes. Yeah. And just go do that. Doesn't matter how far you go. Just People go have fun. Yeah. So just enjoy it. Go out and just move your body. Same thing with a run. You can start by walking, you know. Red and walk. Walk a half mile and walk uh. three quarters of a mile and a mile and try to do a walk run. And, um, eventually you'll be able to run a mile. Yeah. So those are the base training that you, um, you start with. And then the next thing we do is we start setting up what's called periodization training. And usually what you're doing is you're increasing your load, uh, two or three weeks in a row. So you're kind of ramping it. And then the next week you, um, you recover, so you have a less intense week that other week, so we we started with you with three week. remember we were doing three week training yeah and you weren't you weren't you are being successful that there
0: no so like like in May, it was like the middle of May it was like four fifty five and then the next week of intensity minutes and then and then the next week it went down to two eighty and then now it's like up to seven hundred and seventy four the first part of June yeah. minutes. It goes up, down, up, down, right?
1: Right. And it's yeah, it should go uh for you it's two weeks of um intense training, which is not really that intense. It's just you're still doing volume, um and you're still trying to get up there. Yeah. Uh so we do that and then but we have to back it off on the third week to let your body recover and absorb your training. Yeah. That means your body is going to heal. You're going to start feeling the weird niggles, little pains here
0: and there. And if you get a fancy old Garmin watch, an old Garmin watch, it's really kind of cool like you can see your training readiness. You can see your heart rate, um, how it's been, your body battery, which means uh, like your heart with your heart rate and your, your HRV, HRV and your stress, and it tells me if I'm if I can work out, if I'm ready to work out or not, how much energy I have left. We look at that
1: and <laughs> see how she's doing. We can really tell when she's had a stressful day at work. Because I'll I'll ask her what her body battery's at, <laughs> and how good she slept too. Because if you don't sleep properly, that's going to yeah. add to your stress.
0: Oh yeah, major.
1: Yes. So.
0: Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing sleep as a, uh, training. She's
1: training herself to sleep like, eight hours now.
0: It is so hard to sleep eight hours.
1: Right, especially when you're waking up early. Yeah. So we go to bed really early now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So those kind of things that um. We do for her periodization training, um, and yours too. Yeah, I do it too. <laughs> and then when we get closer to a race, then we start doing what's called taper, tapering off. Um, the intensity drops. You're still doing some kind of workout.
0: Yeah, that's.
1: But you recover. And um, then you repair. Re- you're
0: doing like hardly nothing, and it drives you crazy.
1: Yeah, and those are the times when you really feel things.
0: That's when really you need to drink a margarita. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. you uh, <laughs> your knees hurt, your back hurts,
0: you're, you're, you're not
1: doing sho- anything. your shoulder hurts,
0: and you're not doing anything. That's so weird because most people would say, "Well, if I would work, worked out as much as you, I would be aching."
1: Oh, well, let's, well, while we're on that subject, why don't we talk about that? So, do you ever feel like sore the no, next I'm- day? No, because we're doing the training right. Because you're not you're not pushing your body to the point where oh, yeah. your I lactic acid is pool. built up. Do it, right. So you're able to absorb, and then you go a little little harder the next week. And if you start getting sore, then that means you're unless you were planning to do a high intensity workout, which we sprinkle those in every now and then, where you will get sore. Um, But for the most part. It's your training load, your training volume that we we work on to uh, increase your um, efficiency so you're able to go longer and uh, still maintain.
0: Yeah, a lot of people, they don't say they get a coach and they don't tell their coach how they're feeling, so they just keep working out and working out, and then they get hurt.
1: And they get so stressed out.
0: So John is so nice that he helps make my plans and his plans of training plans. And so I I try to communicate and tell him. That right, I, but I have I, to
1: ask you questions too. Because, yeah, it's a two-way street. I think you asked me if I, I should coach other people. And I really can't because the amount of discussion. And I can see how you feel. I can't really see how people feel every day.
0: I mean, you can do it over a Zoom.
1: You could, but you'd have to do it i mean how lo- how often do i see you i see you every day for a yeah. long time and then i can see when you're grumpy yeah. <laughs> and i can tell there's something something's going on i can't tell that with a 15 to 30 minute zoo yeah with oh, someone. um and they can people see. have a tendency to go oh i'm doing so great yeah. everything's good yeah give me more you know and then it's like uh those kind of uh, that those kind of training plans are ones that uh, will set you up for failure and injury. Yeah, I am not into that. No, I want you to be able. want well, then
0: they can blame you.
1: Yeah, I want you to continue to work because mm-hmm. the tra- the training is just a part of your life because it's part of your addiction.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: positive addiction. It's part of your goals that you, that you do, but um, we don't want that to hinder. The other things going on in your life is yes. something that you do to make yourself better and you have a goal that you're trying to reach. Um,
0: yeah, like you, you're you stressed out, so you try to ride your bike and then you crash and then you get a, a concussion and then you can't go to work and you have to call him <laughs> to work and then then you have to go get a doctor's note and then your bosses are mad, you're not coming to work, so it just keeps adding stress, stress. And then you have no PTO. <laughs> you bet, <bad laughs>
1: Yes, yeah, just um, to to snowballs. Yeah. So. all right. Is there anything else that
0: we have on stress? Just make sure you set realistic goals, and just remember to have fun. This workout triathlon thing, or even marathons, or three mile runs races. It's not all completely serious. It's just fun. It like. Uh, it's challenging. Challenging. it's challenging, helps you learn to endure.
1: I like I like what you said about realistic goals. Yeah. Cause I remember when I used to ride my bike and I didn't ride for a long time. Or actually let's use the track. So I could run one lap around the track in under a minute. And it's like, whoa. Well, oh, when I, when I was, you was young. Like, yeah. So my brain like my brain thinks Oh, you can do that now. Nope.
0: No. <laughs> Different.
1: No. As you age your uh you may be depending on where you were back then and where you are today, mm-hmm. yeah, set realistic goals. That's yeah. um
0: and even if you're doing the podium, you can still set realistic and have fun at times. Well
1: speaking of podium, you almost podiumed um, the last triathlon. Almost. You got four. For
0: those other those other women need to be ready for the next one.
1: <laughs> yeah, she got fourth in her last triathlon. Yeah, but I was for rabbit. I that's what I'll say. I was for rabbit to help push her.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was chasing him. Okay.
1: Yeah. Is that all we have for stress? Yep. Okay. Well, you've got some things to follow, tell us.
0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're now on Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, or Audible, all those. You can go to those and download or upload whatever. Download our podcast. Download our podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, our at- website can be found at uh, addictedtotriathlon.com. Contact us at, we have emails now too, com. Caitlin, Dick-
1: that's not Caitlin. Er,
0: sorry, Kate at addictedtotriathlon.com or you can use the contact page on our website. Um, You can feel free to leave a comment at the bottom of each of our website posts and make sure you stay addicted and try. All right. (laughs) Bye. See ya.